Hi, this is Al from The Produce Stand. Before we begin tonight's special episode with our guest, Patrick Plywood McNeil, I'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsor, DG Pop Customs. Uh, if you don't know what a Funko Pop is, look it up. I'm not your Google. For the rest of you, though, check out Dennis Guggen's work. He creates custom Funko Pop characters of anyone you can think of. Some of my favorites of his include Eddie Van Halen, Mike Tyson, Eminem, the entire cast of Letterkenny, and you. That's right. You can have your own custom Funko Pop of yourself or someone you love or hate if that's your th- if that's your kink. Uh, Dennis has even created custom Funko Pop figure of tonight's guest, Patrick McNeil, in his signature Letterkenny Skids outfit and gas mask. I'll post a picture uh, on our site below this episode. Uh, check out Dennis's great work on Facebook or Instagram at DG Pop Customs. Drop him a line if you're interested in a custom Funko Pop of your own. Uh, check uh, And now let's... Start the episode. You're having some beers in the barn with your pals the other day. Welcome to the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is one too. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt, the very groovy Victor, and we're thrilled to welcome our special guest. He plays Connor, one of the skids on Letter Kenny. He's the man with the gas mask. Make some noise for Patrick Plywood McNeil. Oh my lord. Welcome, Patrick, to the produce stand. Thank you guys for having me. I am uh, friggin' stoked for all your questions and um, letter candy fandom and everything. And and Patrick is very on on brand right now. He just took a, a drag of something and he's wearing a T-shirt that says Huff what Muff Huffers Muff Huffers. So is that it? Was, Special shout out. It's my buddy Jeremy and um, uh, Ryan Martell. He's a drummer. And there's Zach in there. And then there's Sam. They all, it's a punk band I used to tour with. I used to be a front man for this uh, band called The Human Guinea Pigs. Oh. And I just get pretty trashed on stage and just invite people to come up and mosh and I'd slap them around, kind of like Gigi Allen. Just wouldn't take a shit or a piss on stage. It's all. <laughs> throw off awesome. some people or anything like that. But did, you have some standards, right? Yeah, I got standards. <laughs> Did you play an instrument or were we just kind of like a hype man or a crazy guy on stage? No, I, I still, I sang, I kept on beat. I didn't like fall over or like, like, bleh, bleh. like I'd just be like enough to be like, come on, motherfuckers, get up here, you know, type of thing. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did any of that make, make it to YouTube or is that yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I haven't put it on YouTube. No, I have, uh, I have some footage of that. My old black metal band was in called Occult Crips. I wasn't as crazy with that one. I was more like hair in the face, like, don't stare at me type thing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun point. That's awesome. Yeah. So Patrick, uh, where are you uh, calling or talking to us from right now? Uh, North Bay, Ontario, Canada. North Bay. Where are you guys look? Oh, you're way the fuck up there, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's cold here. It's like minus 12 out. Yikes. You got any snow yet? Nah, it was coming, but it's not staying on the ground. No. Uh, where- I don't want to. Snow skate like three times and get bored of it and want to go back to skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of GTA. Uh, Tanya and I kind of north of GTA uh, of Toronto and and uh, Matt and uh, Victor there. They're in Toronto, so uh, yeah. We're what's a lot of Toronto friends out there. Yeah, people I work for, with, hang out with. Yeah, do you ever get out this way? Um, sometimes I go out for sometimes I go for dailies for work, but not too often. I'm usually working in the north. Yeah. I was uh, I was a key grip for a bit, and then I just got some dailies, and I just been doing my Patreon and uh, the cameo stuff and all that just junk that nice. I do and grind and grind on, you know. Yeah. All my stuff. yeah, the grip work, a lot of that in the GTA for sure. Oh yeah, it's fun too. I, I don't mind gripping, but like, so if you're not comfortable, then you don't focus on your job. You're just like, oh, when's wrap? Yeah. You know? So what what does a grip do? Okay, so a grip is a camera. Uh, 
camera support and lighting manipulator. So like we're kind of hand in hand with the lighting department. Mm -hmm. So when they set a light, they're just like, here's the light. Now grips are going to make it all magical. So we go in there, we put like flags around it, which is called like putting siders up, put a top or a bottom. So we kind of cut the light, kind of focus it more on set or the actors where I want to focus it. Mm -hmm. And then when camera needs like, oh, we need a tripod lowered or, oh, we need some sandbags or, oh, some extra support for our tripod, then grips come in and do that. All right. So you do all the grunt work, all the muscle work. I don't know about before you get to like, oh, I'm in a trailer. Oh, I'll have my tea. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. But on, on Letter Kenny, you're, you're, you're the talent. So do you get a trailer at least on Letter Kenny or do you have to share it with the, the other skids? No, I get it. We all get a trailer. But what's funny is in the first uh, seasons, they didn't know what to tell us because like, people like us right in the in the show mm-hmm. and people make memes about us and blah blah and we we're like considered background back then and then we got uh opportunities to become an actress so of course me and danny were like well fuck sign us up so we got on there and like uh in the first seasons me and danny would always share uh we'd share a trailer we'd change in front of each other it was really fun though <laughs> it was like it feels like i like hey it's like my brother growing up you know type of thing so so, and then eventually once we became after it's like the rules in our contract are like, now nah, they need their own trailer. So I'm like, yay. So Danny is the, uh, <laughs> Danny is the other uh, skid who doesn't speak. Danny Van Zanwick. Yes. He's uh, I call, I call him Danny ham sandwich. Cause he was <laughs> a third AD on uh, one of the shows. I was best boy gripping like a few years ago. And the first AD kept calling him that. And I just kept laughing so hard. I'm like, dude, your ham sandwich. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so i gotta ask so again you you've been in it since early on and like since season one there and like how did you even find your way to letter kenny to start with because like i, I know it, it's sort of growing and continuing to growing and it's getting fame all over now but like where did it all start how did you find your way to the show so i was in college and i was at the skate park like on my last few days of like college being done maybe a week or so and then uh my friend blaze uh, in college came up and said, Oh, they're filming this new show in Sudbury. It's going to be on uh crave. It's called letter Kenny. And they're looking for like skinny meth head looking people who are like cracked <laughs> out. And I'm like, Oh dude, I'm popping my board up. I'm like, really? sign this fuck up. Like, I'm so fucking I in. <laughs> and I went and talked to my uh, ex and I went to my ex-girlfriend's house at the time. And then she filmed my, um, my tapes for Stuart enrolled. And then I sent them in and they're like, unfortunately you won't be Stuart enrolled, but do you want to be a background actor? And it was during my kind of like rap party, like for, done cinematography mm-hmm. and they called me and i'm like hello is this i'm like yeah we're from letter candy we want you to be a background featured skit i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is but sign me up i'm there <laughs> and then <laughs> got there and then danny um he was in north bay at the time and we drive there and then drive back after our shifts that's what we were doing he's had to take care of his dog and his girlfriend was out of town and it was just such an adventure the first season wow got on five days and then like i was like wow it's really fun to be on tv and then it just fucking developed i don't know how it did it just did so now it's, yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's Connor. Oh, I'm fucking Bay Florida. I'm like, oh, hi, you're from Michigan. That's cool. Yeah. Like, so, I, I have to ask when they ask you. Like, I'm, I'm taking it in as it goes, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm just a small town guy who used to blow up fireworks and do stunts and film shit, you know? Never thought when this I, would happen. <laughs> when I asked you to be a skid, did you know what a skid was? No, I said, I don't know what the fuck that is. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I am a living skid. Like, I don't know. I... I I skateboard. I like, I used to, like, I used to just like sleep outside for fun. And like some people would throw change at me when I was a kid. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll go to the vending machine. Fuck it. <laughs> so I guess I am a skateboard. I started smoking at a young age. Smoking at a young age. Yeah. Draw, this transition was easy, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like living in a North, living in a, a Northern Ontario place is like, just, it's just, you're bored. So what I did was I found a little group that we made up uh, called Black Tooth and Dirt Squad. And it was like our stunt slash skate crew. We just go around with the camera and just film stupid pranks and then like it get more and more extreme as it go. Like then there's the point where I'm on my friend's roof, light myself on fire, then jumping into his pool, like doing stuff like that, like bare skin too, like just like, trying to be as extreme as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then we just went on to that and then I got into cinematography and then I got into like the crew side and then Letter Kenny called. I got into acting way more and then like I've just been auditioning ever since pretty much. Like so you were in co- build up you were in college for cinematography. Yeah. And television. And television. What college? So what, what college is that? Uh, Canador. Canador. Uh, yeah, yeah Matt, I think Matt, didn't you go to, for cinematography or just yeah. video? Well, I was. Yeah, I went to school in uh, Loyalist in Belleville for uh, film and television production. Um, didn't yeah. quite pan out. My career took a little bit of a, a, a different step, but it's fine. I mean, I still have a secret passion in the background for that, which brings me to things like podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I, 
I took uh, audiovisual communications in Seneca College, and that's where I learned about gripping and all that kind of shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. See, I didn't know anybody. I took audio engineering at uh, Trevis Institute, so I knew how to record, but I didn't know anything about the visual side of things. Yeah. And and it's funny because and may, maybe you can explain. There's there's so I've got a, an interesting thing when I like around Toronto, of course, there's film productions everywhere for TV, film, you name it. And and you can always tell when you see a production crew set up. You see all those damn pylons, and I can't remember. There's always in the same damn letters on the pylons there's usually trucks parked everywhere but i'm the idiot when i see that i get super giddy inside i'm like oh, what are they making what's going on um and i get so excited and and i'm always like just hovering around the area i never get close enough because i'm not that crazy but i get excited when i see these kind of things and it must be just fun being on set and and being part of that shit it it is it's it's got its points um it depends on like what you're doing too like Sometimes on crew side, like it can be a little bit uncomfortable due to the weather conditions because of the the department I'm in. But like that's the department I'm in. You gotta, yeah. you gotta fucking go with the job, baby. That's how it goes. Yeah, but hazard like, pay. It's like you get a trailer. They make sure you have a heater, and like it's it's just like two different worlds. But like I love the aspects of both. They're both creative in a different way. Like when you're a grip and you're looking at like a bunch of window panes and like the camera's pointed this way, you're thinking. How in the fuck am I going to get all that reflection out of the camera? Mm, and you're yeah. going to think about that. Then when you're an actor, you're like, well, how am I going to portray this guy? Like, am I going to, mm-hmm. am I going to laugh when I do this? Am yeah. I going to hold my cup like this? Am I going to hold it like this? Am I going to put my hand on top of my head? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's a lot of creativity with every department. Yeah. It's not your job as an actor to give a fuck what the camera's doing. It's your job to make sure your, your character's coming across. They'll do the rest of the work. So like when we roll, well, like when we, Evan and Tyler and Danny are there, like when me and Danny are in the background, I kind of whisper to Tyler, like, okay, for this take, dude, I'm going to try and put my hand over here and just kind of like crush it with the force or something. And I'll be like, eh, and I act like a little skittish bitch. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. I like that. Or we'll like work with each other or like, we'll talk to Jacob when he kind of directs us. Yeah. And then me and Danny are like, well, what if we did this instead? Like, I'm like, what if I jerked a bottle off while I was sleeping? He's like, well, okay, I don't know if it'll make it to yeah. the edit. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, I noticed that I was rewatching the, uh, the EpiPen fight scene um, the other day. And, 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 and you could see you in the background laying there and I, and you, you start reaching for a bag or something. <laughs> and then I guess Tyler like yells out to you. Um, and then you just kind of like, like say Freak something. Out. but it, yeah, he kind of freaks out and he goes back and they start stabbing each other with heavy pens. But like you can yeah. see you're, you're doing things in the background and they're playing off it as well as, yeah. as the scene goes on. Also during the EpiPen fight, like I tried to like look at them and I just kind of laugh at them, like not have any consideration, like no <laughs> compassion, no nothing. Like my friends are stupid and they just keep vaping, yeah. you know, <laughs> just don't say it. Just do it through my face. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because that scene, we actually had a big, a couple conversations about that because a lot of our audience is in the U.S. So the fact that you guys were using EpiPens, you know, we have universal health care here in Canada, so it's not much a deal. But we looked it up. It was like, what? What did you say, Tanya? Like $700 a, a kit in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was crazy so, amount of money. Dude, I'm yeah, a type so, one. So like, yeah, I understand that. I got like insurance and stuff, but the people in like type one diabetes in America, like you're fucking dead. Pretty much just sign your epitaph, dude. Yeah. If you don't have a fucking tier A type job, like you're not going to like a six figures, like whatever fucking 401k, blah, blah, whatever you get at the end of fucking your life. Yeah. You're not going to be able to afford your insulin, man. That's bullshit. But like anyone from a methadone clinic can just go, oh, well, I used to be an addict. So I'll just take some methadone. It doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Eh, I don't know, but. That's a different topic, and yeah. like it is what it is, <laughs> and a different yeah. po- and a different podcast too. Uh, so yeah, that, that's one of those topics. That, you know, it's like uh, we're in Canada, we're right. Yeah, yeah. So Patrick, you, I love the great white north. Love being in Canada. Yeah, anyway. you had mentioned uh, you, you were skateboarding with your buddies, and you were finishing up college when 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 you got the letter Kenny uh, opportunity. What, so was acting uh, was acting part of the plan? Were you interested in acting, or did it just kind of happen for you? Oh, I've always, I've always just been dicking around with the camera in front of it. I've been a camera, like I was a camera whore when I was younger. Like my buddies would be filming <laughs> and then I just jump in and be like, but you film and they'd be like, Pat, get your fucking face out of here. So I just keep <laughs> getting in there. Right. So then we started buying more like advanced cams, like just digital ones, blah, blah. And then I just started filming skateboarding. Cause like, that's what I was into. I was trying to get sponsored and that's what I really want to do is become a pro skater and just like, you know, get the fuck out of the North, go to California and just skate a bunch. That didn't really pan out. So I was like, well, video development's an actual job you can probably get. So just work at it. So I've been working at it since I was about 16. And like, it's finally starting to take off the acting side. Because I've been a YouTuber since I was, I don't know, 15, 16. 
and I got made fun of. I got I got a bunch of comments, uh, call them dropping f bombs, the f bomb, and like the LGBTQ the community, all that stuff. Like making making fun of me, calling me names, just so much stuff. One said, "Flush your comedy career down the fucking toilet because you'll never get one." And I'm like, ah, "Look at me now, like you know that type of thing." <laughs> pride and that. So yeah. it is trying. Don't worry about those troll idiots. Just fucking yeah. keep doing your thing, no matter what. The all, fuck yeah, and I guess they're all laughing and poking fun until they're not, and they realize yeah. that. You did something. Like, Daddy probably just didn't hug them enough, and they just have to troll. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should just go get, like, everyone should go get some fucking help, but everyone thinks that, oh, well, my ego's so big that I don't need help, so that's why the world's fucked. <laughs> so you mentioned that you and Danny would drive from North Bay to to uh, Sudbury. To, uh, how, like, how far is that drive? Because I, I don't know much about Northern Ontario. It's about, uh, about an hour, hour and a half, oh, that's not depending on or how fast your driver is driving. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so so you, you'd go for for each day's yeah, shoot. You I would... thought it was a two-hour drive, but anyway. <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's not too, too far. But we would do that, and then we just film the whole day. It was like about a 12-hour day, and then we just come back. <laughs> Danny was cool with it. He's like, I just want to break into the industry. And I'm like, dude, I'm in it, in it to win it like you, dude. So let's just go do it. Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. You've been keeping yeah. busy then uh, with with your production work uh, um, on the side. So how much of that work is up there? Because I mean, Letter Kenny is the first kind of production I know that's known to be shot in Sudbury. Like most of the stuff I've ever seen or heard of is in in, in and around Toronto. Is there a lot of production work happening up there? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like becoming Hollywood North. A lot of big productions come here. Like um, uh, they're shooting Resident Evil right now. They're shooting like a bunch of different other like kind of bigger tier A ones like in Perry Sound, uh, Timmins, Sudbury, North Bay. Because like I don't know what it is, but I think it's just cheaper to film up here, or it's just like less COVID cases, or I have no yeah. clue. But it's it's just booming, booming, booming. Yeah, I think yeah. Somebody, getting, somebody once post, posted something about tax credits and stuff that that uh, production companies can get by going up there and shooting, right? Yes, correct. Exactly. Tax credit. That's why I always have to sign something that I'm a trainee, but I'm like, I've been gripping for five years. So I'm like, now nah, you're a trainee on this one. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Al, he said Timmins, so I'll interject and say the Timmins tornado. Our listeners won't know who that is, but that's Steve Sullivan. Oh, geez. Here we go. Victor I'm, and his... I'm out. That's it. <laughs> Do you know anything about hockey, Patrick? Because that's a hockey reference. Hockey? No, I don't know too much about hockey, but I really respect it. I used to watch it when I was younger. Sure. And when I was younger, I'd cheer for Edmonton because Gretzky was on there. Mm-hmm. I really liked the scrappers. Like I liked uh, like Steve Geiserman growing up, and um, well, uh, I thought he'd so, say uh, book 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 of boom and <laughs> oh. those guys. <laughs> the, the, yeah, or like the, Ty Domi and stuff. That's the stuff. I like, when I was a young kid, like that's who was like the big star names, and that's who I know of. I don't really follow it now, but my brother and my dad are fucking hockey fanatics, and like come over Christmas is all they fucking talk about. Sure. Like, hi, Pat. I'm going five minutes, and it's just hockey for the rest of the night. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't, I, I know, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the four factions on Letter Kenny: you have the Skids, you have the Hicks, you have the the Christians, and the hockey players. Do you identify most then with the Skids? Oh hell yeah! Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a cyber goth or whatever, but like I can see that they're dedicated to the music, and I really like metal. So like metalheads are really dedicated to the music, right? And I'm so not like closed off with music. I like all types, but metal is just eighty percent of what I listen to. So so it's funny you just referenced cyber goth, and I gotta I gotta reference one of our one of our listeners, um, and on our private little Twitter chat we put out saying you know anyone have any questions, um, and there was we there was a cyber goth video from i guess 2011 a bunch of skids dancing i don't know if you've seen this it was really big and the question was given the youtube deep dive and all that and this is for miriam a question for or for patrick so she wrote connor but for, for patrick did the cyber goth video inspire the skids like like because you guys do a lot of dancing on the show is that and, the, and the, where that came from yeah, or and the, is it just and the look the look there's a special especially there's one in that video with the gas mask so he looks like you yeah yeah, I'm going to lean towards yes, but you definitely have to ask Jared and Jacob because they're okay. the masters who find it all. Because I never knew that gas mask was going to come out. I showed up in wardrobe <laughs> and then they gave me a different shirt to wear, which was like the production designer's old band. So I didn't have to get sued by the band shirt I was actually wearing. So I just wear my camo pants and then that. And I'm like, yeah, well, just grease your hair up a bit and then you're fine. And then you have to put like any makeup on. And they're like, I look cracked out enough. <laughs> but like Jacob just came in and he was like, 
here, put this on for the next take. And I'm like, all right. So I put it on, I start dancing and I just hear him like, ah, laughing his ass off as the skids are developing. And it's like, I guess that's what just stuck to me was that in the vape. Cause he's like, yeah, just vape. Every time I'm on the thing, he's like, no, vape through the fidget spinner, vape through this, vape, 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 vape. So I'm like, all right, I'll kill my lungs for you. You know? Yeah. And, and sorry, I got, I got to jump in. The, the back to Al's question around the, the different factions as you call them, the group. It, it, is there any of that on set as well? Like, I mean, like, or is it or like, what is the, what is sort of the vibe on set when you're amongst the different groups? Is it all just one big fun community? Like you guys look like you have a fucking blast and I, and I, I have to believe that's what's happening. Dude, everyone is like a fucking sweetheart on that show. Like cast, crew. It's even like, even anyone that you used to see on crew is grumpy. You never see them grumpy. They're just so fucking happy. And then like, I almost want to cry when every season's done. Because I'm like, ah, oh, man. And it's like, it's going to be so long till the next time, you know? Yeah. Well, it seems that way, but it's really not. Because it just, it all comes like this. But like, the cast, the crew. And all my cast days, like I chill with the cast more. Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm cast. But like, when I'm crew, like I'll still talk to Tyler. I'll still talk to Evan, Michelle, or Jared, or whatever. But like, I don't want to distract them too much because they're in their zone. They got to do their thing. And then I got to go hook up power because I'm an electric too. I do both. Like, oh, I, so I you, work both on the show. Like, I double dip most you, of the time. Oh, really? You work crew on the show as well? Yeah. Like, if you look in the credits in the past uh, two, yeah, two or three seasons, you'll see electric, Patrick McNeil, huh. lamp operator. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Nice. I'm, I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not allowed to skip ahead. We're on season three right now. Yeah, you're not allowed. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. But like it's in the later seasons. Like, I don't know. I don't even know when I got credited. I don't because I, I don't always watch it. I don't always catch up like I want to. But I'm like, then I get this key grip being like, hey, do you want a third of the show? And then I'm busy for another month. And then like I get like an acting gig for two or three days. Like, oh, do you want to be a demon this or that or a fucking heroin addict? Yes, yeah, sure. I'm out. <laughs> Go and do it. They asked me to be a drug dealer. I'll be a drug dealer. Yeah, sure. I've done a few things for some features like last year, but like, yeah, acting work comes and goes, but grip works always like my bread and butter for right now until uh, my Patreon and YouTube takes off or like Letterkenny takes, it keeps taking me further. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which it pretty much is it pretty much started my career. That's great. Awesome, man. So can you share any fun stories about being on set? Um, you know, aside from the ones you've already shared, any, anything that might, uh, be juicy for, for Letterkenny fans to hear that you can not, not to get yourself in trouble. Oh no, I'm not going to get in trouble. It's just, uh, <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, uh, I don't know. There's lots of different stories. Like I can, cause I got, I'm on crew a lot. So like I got a lot of crew stories as well. Like fun, like fun stuff, but like for cast, it's like, uh, I don't know, just going out for lunch with like Tyler and Evan or something, or just like sitting with them at lunch and just like being human, hanging out, shooting the shit, like not really being like our characters, um, getting like the opportunities to actually just kind of pick their brain about acting and everything like that. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, rap parties, like those were fun. Like there's a time I went to the bowling alley and I filmed a bunch of it and it was just like, why are you filming? Are you going to put this on fucking YouTube? I'm like, nah, nah, I would never do that. It's just all my home movies, but like, it's just. Yeah, I, I, like rap parties are always fun. Uh, there was one night where I had like, I think it was season two or three. Like I just kept getting fed like cannabis edibles. I just wouldn't stop. I just kept eating them. I kept eating them and eating them and eating them. And then I was like fucking, I was baked until probably, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. Okay, so who who's the hardest core partier on the cast and why is it Kate Trevor Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Know. It's got to be. No. I, all, I really want it to be. Their own, they all got their own tolerance, I guess. But like, yeah, K. Trev can uh, he can pack a punch for sure. But he's still. I, I've never seen anyone like too fucked up or like, you know, where they get all crazier. They get like the person that you never saw. Like everyone's always pretty like civil and just chilling. And I don't know. There's been some times he's done like mushrooms, but that's about it. And they kind of freak out and run away from the rap party, and I kind of laugh at them, but that's about it. <laughs> does, does he start putting S's on the other end of his words when he drinks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so, no. Nah, so, he's only Squirrely Dan when the cameras roll. He's uh, K-Trev, like, to the max when it's when he's awesome. off. Game. So he's on that note, yeah. So on that note, Patrick, uh, another one of our listeners, uh, Stephen, actually, he so he was asking, and I thought this was a good question, um, who on, who on set or who amongst the characters is most like their character and who is least like their character in real life? Oh, that's so tough. Zod, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I kind of well, did. It sounds like you're very close to your character. 
<laughs> I was I was probably gonna say that, but I didn't think of it. So yeah, there you answer. <laughs> like yeah, I am kind of skittish, so I'm close to it. But I don't know. Like uh, I don't know, Jared. Like, Jared's really different from Wayne. He's just he's more like he's really Canadian. He's just I know that he's grown up in a small town like me, mm-hmm. so I kind of understand why the letter Kenny like how it is. Like how there are groups, there's cliques, because there are cliques, and all every fucking small town you go to, and you see like oh, yeah. the teenagers slash the twenty year olds, like twenties to like mid twenties, they're all like clicky. They have like, oh well, these ones are going to this garage party, or oh, well, I don't want to be over that one because these guys are over there, and like we all had different groups and we all did different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I think he really based Letter Kenny off of, and like I think it's because he grew up in Listow, which is kind of like a uh, way like an I think northern more town, I don't know, but it's it's a rural town in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. It's narrow and sound. Yeah. Um, how long does it take to shoot a typical season? Uh, about a month. One month for month. well, it's a short season, I guess. Six episodes, so it takes a month. Month, month and a half. Yeah, it's just they're not really long days. Like most set days are like super, super long. Like they could be twelve to sixteen hours. But Letterkenny is like so badass that they could just bang out like a thirty-page day in like nine, ten hours, and it's fucking ridiculous. That's un heard of in the industry really yeah it's unreal and then is there's it, one time we did bang off a 35 40 page day and then jared just looked at it and he's like oh 40 pages done throws it in the air and then we were around <laughs> wow wait, wait what, what's what's 40 pages to an episode is that is that a full episode or is that what, what's what's that like pages of script or like a page of script is like a minute of like a minute pretty much or close to a minute maybe a little bit less or more of uh screen time so if you get 40 pages done and that you got like 40 minutes of your movie slash TV show, whatever you're fucking filming, like done. That's yeah, that's impressive. Very that's impressive. like two episodes pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Like shot in a day, but it was all just, it's all because it's heavy dialogue and it's just pretty yeah. much like a wide medium than tights on everybody. You know what I mean? You notice yeah. that like, it's not really like technically shot. Like, I don't know, something, I don't know, gossip girl or something like that, or like yeah. something super lit, like a Hallmark yeah. movie or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's all super intentional. Like every, every shot is, is, is planned. You're right. It's simple and, and easy to execute, but it's all very intentional. And I think you, what you comment there was the fact that, you know, it's the, the dialogue is so heavy and that's what I mean. The fact you just told me you get through 40 day, 40 pages in a day is pretty impressive because we listen along and we're just blown away on some of the, the little rhythmic episodes they go through, whether it's Jared or, or and it's, it's pretty impressive. And you guys must like, I don't, is that like multiple takes or are they hammering these things out? Like they're fucking nothing. It all, it all depends on like how, like all rhymey it is, how much it goes together. You know what I mean? Cause when I'm, yeah. when I watch some of it, it's so funny that I have to like put my fist in my mouth, <laughs> I have to put my shirt over my face and turn around. And like, I know these guys, like I've known them for five years. Right. And they know like that. I'm not trying to stand in their eye line. They know that I'm just a fan or enjoy the show. Cause I I'm on the show, but I'm also a fan, but like some of the stuff that they pull or the dialogue that they pull off, I'm just like, how did they do that? Like, I don't know how they got it in like two takes. And then sometimes it's like 14, 15, it could take, I don't know. Cause it all, it's just, they're all trying to get on certain points and it's like, ah, you forgot that cue. And then they have to keep on. Cause we try to shoot like seven or eight pages of that dialogue. That's eight. like, sometimes you see the Hicks hanging out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like eight minutes of screen time with them at the produce stand, just banter back and forth. And that's just, and now it's on the dolly. You just keep on going back and forth like this and that, this and that. And they have to keep that pace up every fucking take, even if they're just getting their close up. Yeah. Like Michelle will come out, like she'll put her robe on or whatever. When she's like all cold or whatever. And she'll sit in her chair and she'll keep talking to like K-Trev while his close-ups up. Right. You know, like they all stay in the scene. They all try to stay. So their eye line is the same. Like they try to keep it super professional and super like on point. That's yeah. what I love about this crew and cast. Now, are you always shooting the same episode on that day? Or can, when you say 40 pages, could you be shooting multiple episodes in that day? Like multiple scenes from different episodes. So what you what happens is it's not really linear. Like when you shoot things, I shoot things linear personally because like sketches are that's simple. That's baby shit to me because I've been doing that forever. Yeah. Like sketches are easy. Mm-hmm. But when you're making a TV show, like it's actor availability. Um, yeah. What do you like? When can you get like a rig for certain things? You might need like a, a board op for a certain day. So when they're shooting a night scene or or the nightclub scenes or whatever. Um, that might be on a different day than when they shoot the end nightclub scenes, or they might get a nightclub scene all in one day. So they don't have to like move back and go there because it's a massive lighting setup or it's this or it's that it's all the logistics of like how crew is going to work first. And then they kind of work around like, okay, so we'll shoot the basement days like this, like all linear. And then like, we'll move over and then we'll shoot the hips for 
you know, this one and that one, because the weather is going to be perfect. It's magic hour. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of technical things that come into it. Cause it's all just timing pretty much. Yeah. You definitely need a continuity guy for that. Yeah. Yeah. They have a script supervisor for that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the role. So on, on the location thing, and this is, again, I'm going to reference one of our listener um, questions and this is from Redbeard out, out East. Um, I'm, I'm going to sort of change it a bit, but basically he's asking about Modine's. Right. So we have a Modines one, a Modines two. I mean, the question yep. was essentially uh, what happened to Modines? You know, was it actually at a pub or was there a, a set built? And I mean, this is not the first time we've seen this come up. What happened to Modines one and why did that whole Modines sort of thing change? So, yeah, well, I think in the first season, because I only was a skid, like when I'm crew, I kind of know more about like where they shot and like what's yeah. going on and everything because I'm like lighting off. But when I was just a skid, that was for season one, which uh, the first Modines was kind of, I think it was at a, um, it was across from where we shoot uh, the dance scenes at the dollar store where the skids dance. Right. Okay. And it was like a little pub. Yeah. That's where we shot the first Modines. And the second one I think was in uh, Nickel City, I think up in uh, Sudbury. And then, because they can't always get it because they don't want to close the business down to shoot a film, which is like, you might get your day like as a bar, like, cause they pay, I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to pay, but usually like a location yeah, yeah. will get a thousand, 1500 bucks. To shut down. That might bar, not yeah. be the regular day that a bar gets. Mm-hmm. So okay. they're like, nah, just build your own set. So that's what we did. And we bought, they bought a bar up in uh, Chisholm or not Chisholm, Chelmsford. I always get those mixed up. Both two small towns, <laughs> both whatever. But in Chelmsford, they uh, they bought a bar and then just kind of like made a Modines out of it, so we can always okay. just shoot there. And that's and it's just not that? hassle. That's, the only yeah. hassle is the train that's there. That's a train always fucks sound up. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a place I'd like to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, fucking Victor. Uh, so that's like okay. Hold for train. Yeah. So that's Modine's three. Car. So Mo, there's not going to be a Modine's four then. Modine's three is your set. That's amazing. By the way, I love that you're drinking Labatt Fifty. That can looks like it's out of it's, it's out of like the archives. Holy. Yeah. It's like these are like old. They haven't changed the logo, nothing. I just picked up like a six pack earlier today. Unbelievable. Uh, so Cam, that's old school. Did you check the expiry date on that? Yeah. <laughs> Your expiry date? Did you check the expiry date on that? Make sure it's not from the 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 seventies. Ninety nine. So, so on, on the beer. So I'm going to quickly segue in as another another listening. So Stephen um, was really curious of what you guys are all drinking when you're drinking poppers. Uh, or is I, or is there anything in the bottles? I'm pretty sure it's just water. Yeah, to be honest. Uh, right, simple question, but that, it got asked. Stephen, <laughs> it's either that or it's uh, I don't know. Like I know some productions, but I'm not sure. Uh, they use like Letnon beers, which is like the O'Doul's man. That one there, <laughs> no alcohol in it. But yeah, Stephen's very disappointed to hear that it's probably just water. No. <laughs> I think he I think he's referenced maybe tea. So oh. I, I can't. He can't be too disappointed. Uh. It's like it'd be it, it'd be fun if everyone was drinking and stuff like. But think about all the drinks you're taking, and then they'd just be like, uh, oh, for uh, sure. Like, yeah, so beer in their system. It's like I don't think I can do scene two, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> could work for or against you. Going back to the takes, the alphabet aerobic scenes is is uh, is uh, Jacob reading from a prompt, or does he have all that memorized? Um, I've never seen Jacob have to read off something. He memorizes no. everything when he's going off. Really? That's, that's no, crazy. No, I'm not talking with you. Every guy, I don't see them cue cards. Like they, they blocking you, you get your sheet mm-hmm. and they kind of, and you gotta, you get to like read off the script and like kind of re- like memorize your lines again. But then when we light it and they're going to do the rehearsal, they're just, they're rehearsing like off away like it's just the actors sure so i think they already have it really down because they've practiced this before they even get on set i would imagine anyways that's what i do when i get speaking roles but like yeah and then they practice it so much that it just like it has to just come back because like you know you're waking up the coffee's just kicking in you're like oh yeah that's what seemed wrong okay yeah that's my line gotcha gotcha wow that's incredible just because especially in those those scenes they're so dense in 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 uh, text and and i can't imagine having to memorize all that. I can barely memorize my, my, my podcast intro. Uh, <laughs> okay. A, a big concern in our, in our Twitter DM has to do with, with Devin. And, and I'm going to preface this by saying, again, we don't want to get you in trouble, 
but everyone really, really wants to know. So you can tell us what you can about Devin's departure. And, and, and don't be afraid to drop in allegedly if you're if you yeah, don't really want to exactly. fully answer the question. <laughs> I know. And I know everyone wants to know this so fucking bad. Like, where's Devin? Where's Devin? That's all I fucking ever hear. All I went far, far away. That's all I can say. Fair enough. All right. I fair. All I have to say is, why did you have to destroy that guitar? I say, all I say is, why did you have to destroy that guitar? Uh, yeah, Patrick may not remember the scene specifically, but we just, uh, or maybe you do. We just reviewed uh, Sled Shack. Is it Sled Shack? Yeah. So that's the first episode yeah. of season three. And of course, first episode without Devin. And, and there's this, there's the skid scene where, where uh, Stuart is saying, why would he leave? We have everything we wanted here. And, and it really, really felt, and again, you know, don't want to get you in trouble, but it really, really felt that that dialogue he was delivering was kind of the writers giving an F you to, to, uh, I forget the actor's name. Like, why would you want to leave the show? Uh, it, it felt really personal <laughs> during that yeah. scene. Uh, can you, can you say you know, anything I, about that? <laughs> I never really thought of it that way. I just, <laughs> okay. like, all right. I just felt like the character Stuart is like, Cause we're all kind of like, we're all kind of like iffy with each other. Like mm -hmm. we're kind of like closer than we all like kind of perceived to be. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of dialogue I got out of it. Cause it's just like, yeah, we're going to miss Devin. Like, I don't know. Like maybe he like, I don't know what he does in the skid basement. Like maybe we all massage each other. I don't fucking know. You know, <laughs> so maybe that's just in the, the dialogue. So I just act like scared. Like, oh, Stuart's so mad. Like, I hope he just is okay. And just has a bump or something. Like that's pretty much all I'm doing. All right. Fair but I never thought like that. That's, that's kind of an interesting point to put up, but like, I don't know. That would be, um, that's not subject for me to answer, but sure. like, no. maybe God, yeah. You can prepare it on. You might be able to talk to you, but I'm not sure. Oh man, if we ever got that, then this we we could like end the 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 podcast right there if we can get Jacob or. or... <laughs> you guys, What's don't that? worry. I'll tell Jacob about you guys that you're floating around. Oh, that'd be great. Awesome. We, we appreciate it about you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see uh, some more uh, questions from the Twitter DM group. Um, most of the oh, so we already said that one uh, behind the scenes look. Uh, Oh, will the background skids ever get lines? So, <laughs> sorry to say, apparently you're a background skid. Do you think uh, you'll ever, you, will, there, will there ever be a, 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 a scene like there is in a Jay and, Silent, Jay and Silent Bob movie where, you know, at the end of maybe the last scene of the last episode of Letter Kenny, where you step up to the, the camera and deliver like a very like long soliloquy and, and, <laughs> and, and send us off. I'm skid number one on Letterkenny, and I'll never be able to talk in front of the camera. So uh, I'm I'm sorry that I can't. I'm skid number one. That's all I have to say. You have a name. It's Connor. We love you. We yeah, know we it. love you, Connor. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I know. I know you guys know. I know. I know. I just think it's funny, but I'm not too sure. If they throw a line at me, they'll throw a line at me. If not, then I don't know. Give me a straw. I'll take it. Well, at, at, yeah. <laughs> well, well done. Well, at this point, did, what did, did, did you have to audition? And and in your audition, did you have to speak? Yes, I auditioned for um, Rold and for Stuart. And right. I had we did the um, when Wayne comes out the dialogue. What, that's this is what I uh, auditioned for. The lines was when Wayne came out and he was on Grinder in the first season. Oh. And then we started chirping him. <laughs> like about the Bulbasaur and the Pokemon and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had to say it as fast as I could, so I tried to. But like, yeah. And then they didn't give me the obviously they didn't give me Roald or Stewart. So like, you want to be a background skit, and then rest is history. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly you you know you 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 left the mark. So you know whatever it is you did, it worked. Yeah, they called you yeah. back. They still keep calling me to come on the show. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So uh, we're, we're, we're back to my here. What do you know about? Uh, no, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's go to post Letter Kenny. When you're not working on Letter Kenny, we we hear that you work on production crews. Uh, what else do you do? So, what are some of the projects you're working on right now? Well, that I did work on, I worked on a creature feature. I was a uh, key grip for that one, so I'm pretty proud of that. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of good practical effects on that one. No CGI or any of that shit. So most of the budget one. Um, I did some daily work on some hallmarks, uh, some just like Christmas movies and stuff like that, like daily grip, daily electric. And then in between that, I just do my, uh, 
YouTube plywood mines, and then I work make uh, exclusive content for my Patreon, and then fulfill the cameos that I get requested every so often. So I just got on there. No one really knows I'm on there. I was just looking at that cameo site just because I was interested in that. So you, you're on it, and and so people actually get you to do cameos. So how do you do can when you're not a speaking uh, skid? <laughs> what do people ask you to do? Just go on camera and like smoke. <laughs> Yeah, they just asked me, like, can you just do something funny or say any funny things? Or, like, can you uh, give a birth- super soft birthday shout-out to so-and-so? <laughs> and I make big clouds. And I say, oh, it's Connor from Letterkenny. Like, I say like that. And I just make my own voice on it because, like, I don't have a voice yet. So I don't know. <laughs> do you, or I might not ever have a voice. So I'm you, not sure. Do you feel pressure that no one's heard your voice uh, watching the show? And if ever you do get a speaking part? Or the writers should have pressure on them, like whenever you do say something, it's got to be something like profound, right? Yeah. But like, if you want to hear me talk, watch my YouTube. Like, yeah, no. For it's sure. not like my vocal cords were like surgically removed. Like it seems that way. No. But. <laughs> so, so you mentioned you were in a couple of bands. So is, is music still kind of thing that you are doing or you would like to do in the future? Yeah. I'm kind of half and half in it right now. Uh, I mean, I really would like to front man again. Cause I, I miss being on, well, covid's around so that'll never happen in a few years but anyway i miss being a front man and like you know just because i used to do like i didn't do like any cleans i was more like yeah vocals like that <laughs> and i have that for like a half hour show but like i miss doing that i miss making black metal um i did death metal before it was uh, we were in a band called disfigurement we did one garage party for uh, a new year's eve thing and then uh, yeah we never did anything else after that and um yeah, and then I was in Human Guinea Pigs, that other band I show or I was talking to you guys about. And I don't really do too much music now, but I've been talking to my buddy right now that we're trying to like re-record some more black metal, maybe some punk. And I was just like just record for some fun. But uh I do all my own pretty much all my own score for all my YouTube stuff. So that kind of keeps me in there. It's just not like metal, just more jingles, just stupid things I come up with. That's about it. That's great. Uh, yeah. One of the reasons I, I reached out to you, Patrick, on, on Twitter is because uh, at one point you were uh, tweeting a bit about uh, mental health and awareness and stuff like that. And I really appreciated that. And and uh, and probably the reason I reached out to you, uh, is there anything you'd like to, are you comfortable speaking about that or um, anything you want to talk about with that? Yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a, I try to be an advocate for that because I got a lot of problems of my own as everyone else does. Right. But no one wants to really you know, like part ways with their problems. They always, they kind of keep them to themselves. They kind of keep on staying on kind of getting the same, like no one really notices that they go in the same pattern sometimes, or they have depression or they have this, or they have that or something's Mm -hmm. eating at them. And you're like afraid to go talk to someone. It's like, don't be fucking afraid to talk to somebody. It doesn't matter if you're a man, you're a woman, you're transsexual, you're gay, you're lesbian. I don't give a fuck who you are. You fucking matter. And you should talk to somebody like about your problems because it's worth it. Like, cause if you don't, then you can go on the verge of things and like bad things can happen. You could like, I've lost friends because of suicide. I lost mm-hmm. a friend last year because of suicide, a friend of 10 years. I love that man. He's my brother, but drugs and alcohol got to him and his mentality was on point. So he hung himself and that was very difficult. And before that happened, I had a girlfriend and her name was Cassandra. And she told me like, I think you should do some mental health things. Cause I can see a ton of mental health errors. Cause like, we didn't have the greatest relationship and like this was happening. And I just noticed that like, there was lots of things that I was like, wow, I'm not realizing this about myself. Mm-hmm. So I started reading books and then I started um, like just going to a counselor and stuff. And then just uh, just reading blogs, getting into CBT exercises. And then now I just nowadays, cause like, I just try to be so like, of course I don't feel good every day. Like mm. I'm a human being. Yeah. Who does? So it's like, I, just, I try to advance my CBT exercises to like deep, DPT exercises then like and so forth and keep going up and up and like to see as much as I can like learn to the grave that's what everyone should do that's what everyone of you guys should do like don't close yourselves off things like be open love hard don't like laugh hard too when you're in a room and you're just laughing really hard fucking don't feel ashamed for that just do it you're living your life man you're being happy so no one should take your fucking happiness away and if they do daddy didn't hug them enough or mommy didn't kiss them on the forehead at night all it means man they got problems of their own that's a great message it's up to you and the pursuit of happiness is bullshit. This is what I'm going to say for mental health is pursuit of happiness is bullshit. You have to build your happiness. It's that's just the way it goes. That's the rule. There's a, a great rule. book out there. It's called the happiness advantage and yeah. I recommend it. It's super, super, super good for anybody's 
dealing with any level of mental health, uh, big or small. It just gets you to, it's common sense, but it's not common sense, right? Because then not everybody would be doing it, mm-hmm. but it's the happiness advantage. And I'm telling you, it's a great, great book. Uh, everybody should go and read it. Yeah, I'm going to check that out because I've heard about that, but I never um, read it. Yeah, Sean Achor, A-C-H-O-R uh, is the author. And uh, yeah, happiness advantage. That's yeah. right on point to what you're talking about. It's just don't be ashamed. And I always try to tell people too, just, just don't be ashamed of things you've done. Like you did them. Like obviously you can grow from that. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. not like you killed someone or something, you know, like it's not unforgivable. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We're all human beings. I make mistakes every fucking day. So it makes me better tomorrow. That's all it is. Just learning. For sure. Uh, great message. And, and obviously, especially at this time right now with, with the pandemic going, I think it's an important message for everyone to hear. I've been thinking about making a mental health video about that because a pan, a global pandemic in itself is like traumatic. It's a yeah, trauma yeah. to some people because no yeah. one, everyone takes everything differently. Like say me and Matt are in the same car, we're in a car accident and I just go like, yeah, I'm fine. We're all both scratch free. And then Matt's like, he sees helicopters and it's fucking apocalypse now to him, you know, yeah. like it's just, yeah. things differently and it's just, we all take it differently. So we all have to kind of try to consider that and be fucking compassionate for God's sakes. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's a fucking, you're right. It's a weird fucking time for sure. Like, I know it's funny, even even myself, like, I mean, we all have our own issues. We think about things in different ways. Um, I know like here in Canada, especially, you know, lockdown has been pretty much the norm, especially in places like Toronto where we live. Um, Like I, I, you know, I joke with my wife all the time, but like, I haven't really even, I haven't stepped inside a grocery store since March as an example, like, She's done all the errands. I, I, you know, I've been the, the only place I've really been. I've been on onto a patio for a few beers. I've been into a tattoo parlor, and uh, well, that's about it. So it's you know, like she does all the main errands. I don't. We, we you know, I work from home. It, it's these things. You know, I'm doing okay, but it's it's one of the things. Like it takes your it takes its toll on people, and no one really thinks about it. Everyone's just like, I'm good. Everything's status quo, but it's fucking not. No. And you know, it's okay. You know, I, am I a hundred percent? No. Am I 90%? Maybe. Am I 80? Yeah, at least 80, but you know, we're all fighting through and it's okay to talk about and be open and be Mm -hmm. honest and, and accept that we're not all right. And that's okay. And it's, yeah, like you said, talk to people, be honest about it, be open about it because we're all in this shit together. That's the beginning is like, I'm not okay, but I will be. That's the beginning of mental health Mm -hmm. pretty much. And recognizing it. Like I know, I know myself when, uh, you know, all the stuff with COVID and the kids coming home and now I'm a teacher, I'm a mom, I'm a, um, trying to work full time on top of everything else. And, you know, everything just keeps on piling and piling and you go into the stores and how scary everything is with masks and gloves and, uh, the Mm -hmm. fear of not knowing how bad it was all going to be, you know, it, it got to me, like I had a a big meltdown, um, when, uh, somebody tried to approach me, um, just picking up my glasses, my prescription. And it's like things just, it, when, when everything starts piling on top of you and, things start getting really hard, you need to recognize it. And then that's yeah. when, yeah, you, you try to get help before the explosion happens, but definitely get help no matter when. Yeah, exactly. And we all have different aspects of fear too. Like mm. my fear of things is different from all your guys is like a global pandemic might really fucking scare people. Like that might be a really all in like the germaphobes are probably having a fucking field day. I'm not even <laughs> lying to you. Like, yeah. I can't, like, they probably shower in alcohol. Like, I don't know, but like, it's <laughs> yeah. just, see, so you got to consider that. And then you got to consider, like, yeah. I don't know, the asymptomatic, like, we don't even know about the asymptomatic thing. Like, is it true? Is it actually thing? Like, it's just, it's such an unknown disease that we just expect it, or like a virus, sorry, that we just expect it to be like, oh, it needs to be known about so we can go socialize again, but it doesn't work that way. I know we're creatures of habit. I know we're socializing, but we have to be, we have to stay safe and do the protocols until who, if we trust them anymore, will tell us like, well, uh, we have a, we have a a vaccine or we have this or like something for COVID now. So like we can resume what normal life was, which might not even happen. So, because we don't know what the future holds. Like I might not have minutes. I might have 10 minutes left in my life. I might have 55 years. I don't know. Like it's, it's an unknown thing. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, it's interesting. I mean, when you, and I'll, sorry, I'll, I'm going to quickly add this point. We, you talk about sort of the, the, the climate and the way things are today and, and people's comfort level of things. And I'll reference my brother as an example. He's, he's not an anti-masker by any means, but he's kind of like one of those. I don't necessarily think it's helpful, but his opinion on it still is I'll do it because even though I don't necessarily agree with it, I understand that others around me may be uncomfortable and this is a fucked up time. So if the very least, if I put this thing on my face and I'm maybe, I don't believe I'm keeping people safe, but the people around me are more comfortable as we get through this mess together, then I'll do it. Right. So what, cause it's, it's such a small impact on my day mm -hmm. that doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's for your fellow man. That's all it pretty much, pretty much is fellow man. No, you I didn't just stop thinking about yourself. So that's just, yeah, selfish. Got to be selfless sometimes. So, so I, what, 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 oh, sorry, go ahead, Al. I was going to change the subject. So if you want to keep on the uh, subject, I, I was, I was going to change it as well, but in a different way. All One right. thing I fear less, uh, uh, or I'm not so scared of anymore is committing crime that uh, puts you on house arrest because I feel like I could do that. <laughs> You've been doing <laughs> it for seven those, months. Victor? Oh my gosh! Only I have Victor. to do my research. <laughs> so Patrick, uh, you're, you're, you uh, here's the list that will get you. To you, you work in an industry that that got pretty pretty much pummeled by by the pandemic uh i i'm in a, i'm in a band that hasn't played since march you know in, in inside a venue we've played outdoors you 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 work in tv and film uh how is it how has it affected you this year so far oh it got uh it got hit hard at the start mm -hmm. but now um because production like because there's so much money on the line and production's just we got to keep making content because like they make stuff for Netflix here, Crave TV, like all those big streaming sites. So they thought of a plan, which is just follow the protocols. You got to get tested before you go on set. You have to bring in your test and everything. And then like you have to get constantly tested like during set. It all depends on like the production, how serious they're taking it. Mm -hmm. But like when I was key gripping that show, uh, we all stayed at the, um, it was the motels. What was it? Yeah. Motels. No, was it? Sorry, Super 8 Motel. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of Motel 6 and mm -hmm. Super 8. Getting all my numbers mixed up. But anyways, it was Super 8 Motel. And we did use the whole motel. And it was only cast and crew that stayed there for the whole, like, shoot. So we were all tested before we got there. And then it was all just like, well, it can't come here unless there's people that, like, aren't from set here. Right. So that was a strategy that you could do. Because we shot the whole movie pretty much in the hotel with just sets. That's mm -hmm. it. Wow. Yeah. And you can do that if you have the budget and like, if you just plan things out, right, you can make it happen, but it's all just in how you plan it and all and who's the production team and how strong they want to make their COVID rules. And it only really started coming back up like a little bit after August, mm -hmm. August, September. That's when I started hearing work was starting to come back again. Okay. And it's because we're in the North. It's kind of like less cases, but like they're starting to go back up now. So we might have to close down again for a little bit. I'm not sure. But so even we'll where you, in the future. even where you are, they might uh, shut you down. Yeah. Cause we're part of Ontario and we're all trying to do our part. So they might have to just, cause a lot of productions come from Toronto, right? Like yeah, some right. are being planned to get shot there. And they're like, well, we're going to go to North Bay instead, but it's just still like you're bringing more people from Toronto here yeah. who might have COVID. Mm -hmm. or like you know maybe they're not getting tested for set because it's a non-union show i don't know like i don't know all the rules for right. certain shows it's sure. all it's all different because it's contract work right mm -hmm. but you're keeping busy then mm -hmm. that's that's Always. good to hear even, yeah. if I'm not, even if i'm not working on set i'm gonna make content or i'm just gonna collect money from the government till i can make my own money <laughs> Is there a plan or schedule yet for shooting for the next season? I know you can't talk about season nine and everyone's on pins and needles waiting for whenever season nine is coming out. But what about beyond that? Is there, is there a plan yet? Do like how, how far advanced do they let you know, we want you to come back? Um, it all depends. Like, I don't know, during this COVID thing, it's been kind of fucked up. So like, I'm still just standing by on what's going on. Uh, like, I'm, I'm very sure letter Kennedy's not dead because of how big it is, but like, it's just, we're just standing by. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. That's it, all I really can say. It's funny. Like, uh, our, our audience, you know, um, you, I mean, you're familiar, I think with, with, uh, how, how are you now pod, you know, they, they, yeah. <clears throat> they started doing this a couple of years ago. So they had a head start on us and, uh, and now we're doing it and, and you know, we're, we're building our audience. But the major what we're finding because of when we started, uh, our I mean our Canadian audience is still okay, but our 
our American audience is massive <laughs> and dwarfs all other countries. And then we got a bunch of people in Australia who are, who are catching on to it. Some, uh, in, you know, and so it's starting to make its way across the, the planet. But Americans are still just starting to, and it's a big market down here, down there, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's legs. I think the Letter Kenny has some legs. So I'm not sure what the deal is. I think the Hulu deal was only until season nine, or or uh, was that? What deal are you talking about now? Hulu. When Hulu picked up Letter oh, Kenny, it was for, okay. it was for Sorry. three years, right? And I think that that runs through season nine. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. Like, it's just, I'm not too sure about like when they renew for like streaming sites. Cause I don't know too much about that right. stuff. Yeah. I know what happens during production, uh, like a little bit after, but I'm not sure like their shooting schedules or the dates that they're going to have because like, I'm not like sure. one of the big ones, you know, no, I no, yeah. on the show yeah. and I'm crew, yeah. but I'm not like right at the top. Yeah. So, well, and I, I mean, I know Jared, Jared Kiso has been quoted in interviews saying that he'll, he'll do this as long as they let him. So, uh, it, yeah. I guess it all depends on, 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 on Hulu and crave, whether they pick letter Kenny up. Yeah. On, on that, on that note, Patrick, just a really quick question. I mean, like, again, you guys are, are, are seasons into this thing. It's, it's like, like Al just pointed out our, our demographic right now is, is huge in the U S we're in Australia. We've hit some, some people in Norway, like it, it's hitting other places like India. What is the, in India? It, <laughs> France. What is the vibe? Like, I mean, it's a regard, whether, whether you're the Jerry Kisa or, 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 or the, or the Connor role of the show, like what, what is the sense? I mean, we have shows like trailer park boys and other big sort of cult Canadian shows you know, knowing that your show and you're being a, even a part of the show in any way, like what, what, what does that mean to you? Like in terms of, yeah, just, just, what does that mean to you? I'm just very grateful and very humble that, um, Jacob tyranny thought that I looked enough like a meth head. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got on there, um, yeah. like, I didn't know it was going to take off. I just thought it was going to be some cable TV show. And then it started taking off. And I'm nothing but grateful and humble. And like, I thank my lucky stars every goddamn day that I wait, have my eyes open. And I'm like, it's one of my, on my grateful list is like, I'm grateful to have my career started that I've wanted to start it yeah. because I've been working pretty much 15 years of this and I've been getting paid for it only four years professionally. Yeah. Right. So it's kind, of, it's kind it's of, it's a tough industry, man. It's a tough fucking industry. It is. It's very hard to get your foot in the door. And I'm very happy that at least like during these bad times, people watching Letterkenny can put a little smile on their face and mm -hmm. they can actually have like a little bit of like happiness in the gray world that we're kind of living in right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just thankful that like I can make people smile, make them laugh. That's why I try to create content. And I do have some diehard fans of my content, which is very, very a little overwhelming and surreal to me, but I'm very <laughs> humble and grateful great, over though. it. Yeah. But they say, like, I really like this character. I really like that character and everything. And I've been working on these characters for years. And I'm like, wow, someone I have no fucking clue at all. I have no clue who the hell they are likes that character. It's not my friend or my girlfriend or my mom being like, I'm your number one fan type thing anymore. <laughs> it's like actually different people. Yeah. And so <laughs> random strangers paying attention, even yeah. if it makes a slightest smile to their face, it's worth it. I don't give a fuck if it's one smile, one million smiles, man. I'm doing this content creation because it's my passion. And I just really like making people laugh. And I found that like, not to sound like an arrogant prick that I do have a little bit of a gift over it. Cause I do, when I come into conversations, I know I'm a very animated person. I know I'm kind of off the wall over here, like over there, you know what I mean? So I kind of make people laugh or I'll throw them right off. And they're like, that guy's fucked. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Everyone. All right, Patrick. Too much about it. <clears throat> uh, we're going to finish it off with some speed questions. We're going to really get to know you. Uh, and so these are designed for you to just answer them off the top of your head. Don't even think about it. You ready? Try to. All right, here we Trying. go. Uh, coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Tim's or Starbucks? Tim's. <laughs> good Canadian boy. Cats or dogs? <laughs> Both. Oh, good. Uh, if your life was made into a movie, who would play you? Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, that's right on. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> that's a good answer. The tattoos and the muscles, apparently. That's what I've heard. Oh, dude, that made my day. Awesome. How skinny I am. There's his, this is his fucking, like, I don't even know what that is. Probably that's even a part a, of his that's 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 big toe. That's, that's his big toe. toe right there. It's fucking yeah, it's a, it's, you're, you're the mini-me. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you should, it should be a stand-in, actually. Yeah. Or assistance, I don't know. You better be careful. Uh, Jacob and, uh, may, may uh, get Jason to replace you on Letterkenny. If, if Letterkenny gets big enough. <laughs> and I hear Jason's in a lot more than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, dinner with anyone, dead or alive? Um, my friend Justin Brazo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's yeah. Well, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Best... He would appreciate that. He was like me, dark. So yeah, it's an honest answer. Very, yes, is an honest. Thank you for the answer. Best vacation. Ah. Uh... Perry Sound. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you know what? We spent a great week in Perry Sound at a nice cottage. So uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that answer. Um, yeah, people in Perry Sound are saying what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, window or aisle seat? Window. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I people on the plane who you know <laughs> complain that their seats are too. You're fucking forty thousand feet in the air, <laughs> you know, flying we, at eight hundred kilometers per hour, and you're complaining that you're uncomfortable on the plane. We touched the nerve. Yeah, get a freaking window seat and <laughs> and enjoy the fact that you're flying. My goodness, I've, I've got a platter <laughs> made of steel, so I'm a window guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't like asking people to move, so I can go pee. Yeah, this in my depends or uh, you know wait. I think the Labatt Fifty will give away the answer to this one: beer, wine, or liquor. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll, well, wine and liquor, wine and beer actually are the oh, best. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, what what uh, color wine? What uh, red wine? Red wine? No, no. This is important to know. Red wine. So that is important. Chilled or room, <laughs> chilled or room temperature. I've just never heard anyone refer to what color wine do you like? What? Co- there's rosé. There, rosé is no, never touched I, upon. I understand the fucking question. I just I've never heard someone. Now kids, that. not in front of the guest. <laughs> there's even green wine. Did you know about that? Yeah. Fucked up shit. That is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, red wine. So room temperature or chilled? Uh both. Really? No, the right isn't, answer. Isn't, isn't chill just dessert wine? No, no, no. I can I chill red wine. It's it's great. Okay. I like it when it's room temperature too. That's the wrong answer. The right answer for red wine is room temperature. But okay, we'll we'll let you we'll let you <laughs> Come on, Alex. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is early? Red wine? Are you an early bird or night owl? <laughs> early bird or night owl? A what? Early bird or night owl? Oh, it depends. Huh? Like my diapers. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be someone else for a day, who would you be? No, I'm not be complicated. Oh. No way. Say, I, I was going to say, else. don't say Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the other question should absorb in one day. So am I on? Like, I think the question should be, what is your favorite hour of the day? Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, four o'clock to five o'clock. All right. Happy hour. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and final one, a secret something no one knows. It could be about you or an interesting fact in general, but, uh, it, yeah. Or your, your best friend. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had Bell's palsy once. Oh, there you go. Wow. That's, that Before is I got the beats. <laughs> Before you got the what? <laughs> Diabetes. I got the beaties. Diabetes. Oh. The bit who lives in my pancreas. Wow. All right. Well, Patrick, is there anything else you'd like to share before we sign off? Um, I just want to thank all, all of you guys um, for having me on. It's been a blast. Uh, you all seem like down to earth people. I'm very grateful and humble to be on Letter Kenny. I'm grateful and humble for them to even have me on the show, and I'm still on it as we speak. Um, I want to give a shout out to my friend Cassandra, uh, Luke, uh, the Muffhoffers, since I represented them. Yeah. And my buddy Peter Klein and Justin tonight. And if you guys uh, want to check out my absurd comedy, go on YouTube, type in Plywood Mind. And if you really like it, go subscribe to my Patreon. And I have a bunch of different exclusive stuff with like different characters that I play. And it's not for everyone, but maybe you might like it. Come shop around, check it out like a record shop. I don't know. Patrick, nice. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah. You've been you were even a prince. You've given us an, yeah. an entire hour, and you didn't have to. So thank you, thank, thank you. you. No, yes. I would give you two. I would I would just kept going and talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll ha- we can have you back on if you want. If you'll come back on, we'll have you back on. Sure, anytime you guys want. Just uh, let me know. I'll give you guys my schedule. 
Awesome. And you know what? If you can't put put in a good word for some of the other cast members, I'd love to have uh, anybody else on. Anybody else from Letterkenny on? I see Tyler. Uh, Tyler usually goes for like underground podcasts. Like I seen him on the How Are You Now one. He went on there once. Yeah, he was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So try to hound him or I'll give him a text and be like, hey, the produce stand is like, they're asking for more cast members. You should go on, motherfucker. And he'll be like, yeah, sure. (laughs) That would be amazing. We'd appreciate that about you. Yeah, we do no appreciate problem. that. Send him a text. Try. He's probably listening to this right now. I don't know. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, one time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have for this episode. Later this week, we'll have our regular Thirsty Thursday episode. We're all uh, where we'll re- recap and review episode two of season three, Puck Bunny. Also, don't forget to give our sponsor DG Pop Customs some love you can follow him on facebook and instagram at dg pop customs on twitter he's dennis guggen and he's a really good guy he's a really good guy please rate us on itunes if you like the show follow us on twitter at protostand pod we also invite you to visit our website protostandpop.com thank you on behalf of patrick matt victor tanya and myself i'm running out of music have a great night